That's my Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. <laughs> so, episode 170 with the Kings, the Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin, here with Meals. It is a windy day in California. Very windy. Oh, wow. It's windy here, too. You know, go figure. <laughs> It's the it just, it's it's the calm before the what people think is going to be a storm. Mm, interesting, interesting, interesting words. Well, as you say this, of course, today's today's a big day. We might actually have to post this earlier, considering of everything. We don't know if we don't know if Donald Trump going to go viral. He going to storm the storm the inauguration or something. Pull a Kanye West or something. We, we might have to post this earlier. <laughs> The nigga's out. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might try. You never know. And we we get to see National Guard and people just like grab him by the arms and try to pull him off the steps or something. I don't know. Oh, you'd love to see that. You, you would I would love, love to see. Listen, we would love to see that. I, I don't want to leave this exclusively for I. I want to say we would love to see Donald Trump being carried off of the Capitol steps or wherever the hell they hold the inauguration at this point. Um, what are the some white of your, house. What are some of your, uh, your favorite funny, like now I hate to say it. He was a <laughs> no, 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 no. It's too soon. <laughs> he was a funny motherfucker, bro. That, that motherfucker was running, he was running shit. Like it was the mafia, man. Like what the it's hell? Just, he still is. He's charging probably two mil a pardon for, for the next 24 hours. His Twitter account, RIP to the funniest Twitter account. Some of the funniest <laughs> moments. <laughs> the moment where he found out that uh, Ruth Bader uh, Ginsburg died and he like had to, he had to remember who he was. He was like, oh, can't say that. So he was like, wow. <laughs> Nigga said, wow. She lived a, she lived an amazing life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't even remember. I'm sure there's a thread or a, a thing somewhere. I mean, I don't want to, you know, give him too much props and stuff like that because that's, that's a weird intro to the show. But, you know, the GIF, just the GIF. The GIF is forever. The one where he's obviously like ignoring like eight different. Yeah, and making eight different faces while doing it. I feel like an asshole. I hope they drag him off the steps. I hope they kick his ass out. I hope he forgets his luggage in the White House and they just have to burn it. Jesus. Well, uh, in more positive news. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Of course. We we have a lot of wrestling to talk about this week. Something things happened. Lots of things happened. Positive for sure. We got some positive news. We're going to talk about something. Somebody that was very (laughs) positive this week. Yeah, a lot of positive, positivity going on in, our, in No Holds Barred this week. Let's start off with our first positive piece of news today. Uh, <laughs> WrestleMania announcement. They announced the WrestleMania dates for the next three years on NBC. That never happens. <laughs> but, you know, in, in, the, in the, the times are changing and WWE is, is reflecting that change. And I appreciate it. I like that they did that. It was, it was a pleasant surprise for me because I don't watch football, but... A lot of people were really shocked at this uh, commercial that came out. It was about four minutes. It was a four-minute commercial that they let air on NBC. Uh, First, but I, I mean, the content of the commercial itself is great. But the the idea behind I was like, really? We still doing this on, on national? T- but you know what? It's whatever. It just is. I mean, hey, hey shout, out, shout out to Roman. Shout out to Sasha. 
the only two members of the like the current class that were in that commercial next to Cena and Triple H and uh and uh Stephanie, you know. Shout out to two the, the two of them. Mm. I Boss. I felt like they should have gone. Listen, if we airing this commercial, it's gonna be for three WrestleManias. I don't want Triple H in a bad toupee and Stephanie McMahon in a bad acting role, uh segueing all this WrestleMania shit. It kind of seemed like very like last minute put together type of deal. That's what it seemed like for me. I don't want to complain too much about it because at the end of the day, what really matters is the WrestleMania dates. But I was yeah. like, Ugh, okay, all right, well, well could have had us on the marketing thing. <laughs> oh lord, I thought it was cute. Um, so WrestleMania is returning. Was back like they never left to Tampa this April. Mm. April. 10th and 11th, another two-day event. Uh, before I get to the next dates, good good for them. Good on them. They're finally going to get Raymond James. I can't wait to see what they had planned. We'll finally get to see what they had planned. There's, it's so crazy. They re-rocked the logo this year, and they never do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, of course. You're going to get double the logo. Double. We're going to think it was a Fortnite WrestleMania by the time this finishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, of course. But, yeah, re-rock the logo. Why not? It's in Tampa. They're like, I'm not thinking of some new Tampa shit. We're, <laughs> we didn't even have it in the stadium last year. I think the ship is still there. Um, <laughs> do you think that was the deal that they would come back the next year uh, if, they, if they allowed them to cancel it this year? I think so. I think... Um, yeah, I just think so. I don't know. I don't know why, but just seems like a it 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 was supposed to be a Tampa. I guess it was still in Florida itself, but um it's supposed to be in Tampa. Tampa wants the WrestleMania because you get the press, you get the attention, you get the I mean, you get the but people however, who aren't wearing masks and people who are well, well you're not gonna get the same uh, money being driven into their economy this year because a lot of people are like, well, you know what? I don't underestimate the stupid of people. So you know what? I'm not going to finish that sentence. People yeah, if, and if I, I, would absolutely fly out to go see that WrestleMania. Absolutely. And I think just in general, I think for anything at this point that presents even the minute uptick in economy-driven things, for the state of Florida or anywhere in the country, they're here for it. So I just think just even the mention, just even we're going to put WrestleMania things on flyers. It's going to be a lot of attention. We're going to hopefully, you know, because Florida isn't closed. Well, you know, at this point, like, <laughs> yeah, it's never been closed. Like people are going to go out. People are going to see these things. People are going to get excited. People are going to be very interested. And depending on, you know, if people will be there given, you know, our new change in government and whether or not they will allow such things to happen. Um, we'll yeah. see if people are actually go there. You know, I, I, I made a joke of WrestleMania access, you know, you got a vaccine, you, you get special access to the thing. So WrestleMania access, maybe. Um, next year, WrestleMania will return for WrestleMania 38 uh, to Dallas. Uh, on for uh, to, you know, AT and T Stadium, we back, baby. Mm. AT and T Stadium has too many people. <laughs> it can hold too many people. Did I tell you? I mean, I think you know, but I'm not sure if the people know that I have a giant. I wouldn't say it's a giant phobia, but I'm very concerned being in a stadium with close to a hundred thousand people there. 
Um, this is this is pre-COVID. This is pre-COVID. So yeah, okay. this was definitely pre-COVID. Post-COVID, it's now out of this world. Like you've been watching too much. Uh, you've been watching Dark Knight Rises too much. That's why you're scared. Listen, listen. I just don't like. I like very intimate settings. Um, being in place of hundred thousand people, you know. Maybe I'll black it out of my mind. Ain't gonna hear shit. Uh, and finally, WrestleMania 39 will be in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium for twenty for for WrestleMania 39 in 2023. Um, I, I like this. It's a good idea. I think they want to make their first impression at SoFi with a potentially you know packed out uh stadium. I don't think that they'll be completely packed out next year. But hey, they've already done Dallas before. Who knows what the the you know regulations will be at that time next year. But, you know, I like the fact that they want to go big for for uh, L.A. WrestleMania and they're going to do it a year uh, and a year where we possibly could be ahead of this, you know, Lord, Lord willing. Uh, and there isn't the U.K. drill uh, variant of, of COVID already out there. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I like these ideas. I think that it was spectacular for them to announce this uh, in advance to get people excited, to give people hope. That when they come out of this, there's something to look forward to. I think that was the bigger the bigger message there to me was that hey, this is something you can look forward to when all of this is over with. SoFi was finished, right? SoFi is finished. Yes. Okay. Did it just recently finish, or was it finished like you know? It just recently finished. I think I don't have a article for reference, but I do know. Right. That right. right. Um, okay. I haven't even like been around there. Uh, yeah at all but uh, they're hosting the super bowl there next february so you'll get to see it in all of its its glitz and glamour but uh it, it's okay. going to be hosting it's going to be hosting the super bowl next year uh the college uh, national championship in 2023 uh three months before the uh mania hmm and, okay and, so it's got a lot and, of wear and tear and use and stuff good yeah and and during the olympics which should not be coming to la at all they need to stop this it will be where they're closing <laughs> And opening ceremonies will be. Yep. I'm not putting it past our government to continue to hold the Olympics. And <laughs> oh, they absolutely are, bro. They absolutely are. Um, it's expandable up to 100,240 uh, uh, people for like Super Bowl, WrestleMania, the World Cup, Summer Olympics, and other major events with 70K on its own. That's pretty impressive. Not going to lie. It mm. opened in September. So yeah, Interesting. It's been open a while. Interesting, yeah. interesting. So, you know, you'll see. Maybe maybe by 2023, we'll be ready to have a live show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's supposed to happen, but, you know, we're, we're, you know, you guys got to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> you have to wait till 2023 at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up on No Holds Barred, AJ Styles had a brand new episode of Untold, a, a series which I think should be way longer than 30 minutes. I was very disappointed to see the runtime. Uh, that aired this weekend, or last weekend. I really liked it, man. I thought it was, it, it, I had a, I had a stupid, goofy smile on my face in the last 10, 15 minutes of it when, it, you know, when uh, my favorite part was when Samoa Joe described how he knew and he was trying to, you know, he knew about Nakamura and he knew about AJ. And I thought that was such a really cool Easter egg and, and you know, never before heard or seen uh, factoid about this whole thing. And I, and I really enjoyed Joe throughout the whole thing, just being AJ's friend and being like, you know, talking shit, but still like giving him respect and stuff like that. I thought it was really cool. I agree. I thought it was incredibly candid. I thought it was very, you know, I don't think WWE has done 
any sort of long-form documentary about AJ Styles and his entrance to the WWE as of yet, and it's been about five years since that time. But usually, you know, maybe it's because if he had came in 2019, we would have got a whole doc or something like that. We would have had a whole WWE 24 and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just think it's maybe because, you know, wasn't quite there yet with the network and sort of the content that they, that they had. But it was great seeing it five years later, getting that whole story. Um, them telling as good of a story as they could, which includes the TNA, the Impact Wrestling departure, which includes New Japan departure which includes everything kind of building up to that moment. And I just thought, yeah, it was incredibly candid. It was much better than I I just thought it was going to be about the Royal Rumble. He shows up to the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Ooh, ah. It went hey. through the whole thing. The WCW stuff was, was really good. Uh, and yeah. again, shout out to them for, for, for working that footage. Like there was one part where they show AJ as an extra and they zoomed in on him and just say, bing, bing. That's AJ. Like, you know, I thought that was a really cool thing that they, you know, they're so in depth with this. Uh, I think, wasn't it like a couple of weeks ago, they made like a really last minute edit to that Goldberg one uh, where they uh, talked about like, I forgot what the edit was, but they had gotten a a story incorrect and they edited it at the last minute. I think Meltzer had talked about it. Um, But Mm. they're very thorough with these things as far as facts go. Um, Love the New Japan footage or picture stills. Um, And and I just love, you know, how, you know, how much he talked about like his family and again, like the actual build up to the Royal Rumble moment was really spectacular. And, and I just think of that moment and, and you know, that night is one of the, one of the best uh, reveals that I think that they've done, you know, before edge last year. Yeah, it, it was incredible. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week with the five with J five and kind of that moment, but once again, yeah, an incredible reveal for AJ styles. So if you have not watched it yet, I would suggest watching it now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> or after this podcast, legit, and just have it on and run it. It's really, really good. Absolutely. Um, next up, some more positive news. You ready for this positive news? <laughs> yeah. Let's get positive on, the, <laughs> on positive. this. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho revealed that he had COVID in September of last year mm. on a podcast that is broadcast to thousands of people. Some of them his fans, maybe his co-workers. This raised, obviously, a lot of questions because Chris Jericho never left TV <laughs> from the moment that he said that he had COVID. So, Man was doing dancing musicals and everything, <laughs> swimming he, in orange juice. He said he had no symptoms, which huh, just because you don't have symptoms doesn't mean that you can't pass it to other people that do. It makes, oh, you, that's wonder, absolutely. makes you wonder, for all the people that have disappeared off TV, on AEW, I'm sure Cyrus knows a lot of them within the September to December range. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder who gave it to him. Hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. You know, we're not gonna sit and say more than what we already have said about Chris Jericho. We already know. You already know. We got the receipts. We got the. Uh, we got the invoices. We yeah. have kind of everything that we need at this point on Chris Jericho. <laughs> Yeah, we no question about what type of guy this is. But Mills, the audacity to just, again, downplaying the COVID-19 pandemic again, um, just trying to make it seem like it wasn't a big deal or isn't a big deal. Not smart. Fucking stupid. And again, I would tell, like, if I was Tony Khan, I would be calling Jericho and telling him to shut the fuck up and stop doing and saying stupid shit. If you're going to be, and listen, it's pro wrestling. 
let's not act like one company is more woke than the other, bro. They're both right. sh- and they both employ shitty people. We had to watch Jackson Riker on our TV for more than 10 minutes this Monday. I wanted to tear my fucking hair out. But I there, didn't even watch, but yes, go ahead. But there is a moment when you have as a boss, and, I, and WWE does this often, you tell these people to, to muzzle themselves. They're not doing this with Jericho. They're allowing him to spew untrue, just not factual at all things on his own show. And now he's said he's admitted that he had COVID. Mm. It's not a good look. And that's just really the lightest part that I can say about that is that it's not a good look just for the company and kind of over and the kind of everything that we've been talking about over the last year, I guess, um, regarding the company's stances and kind of everything. Oh, we're doing testing. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're doing that. The man has been on TV constantly, <laughs> unwaveringly on TV, featuring his own group. I don't, I pray the inner circle. Um, oh, haven't the, received anything. Did LAX disappear at one point? I got to add Cyrus. I wish, I wish, I wish Cyrus was there. Like he, he would know who wasn't on TV, who had been on TV. Uh, but mm. you know, it's it's terrible and he's going to continue to do this because he doesn't think anything's wrong he didn't think the sturgis thing was a big deal either so you know it's just really sad i listened to to jim Cornette uh talk about this and he you know he was very upset about this i mean obviously he's upset about everything he he really (laughs) but you know he considered chris his friend and he said you know i've always kind of given you you know a pass but like this time I, i can't give you no more passes like this is it for me with you and that, I mean, I appreciate him taking that stance. That uh, beside the other stances that he takes that are problematic, but yeah, I had to. Tell <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, next up, uh, Adam Cole talking a lot about main roster in a recent interview. Uh, he said mm. that he has no plans on leaving the NXT roster. A lot of people feel a lot of ways about this, but listen, man, they're not going to allow anyone to say, you know. I want to go to Raw or anything like that. Why, why the hell not? <laughs> Marketing wise, business wise. Why can't they say, I want to compete at WrestleMania? <laughs> why I mean, can't they say? That's not, a, that's not a, you know, Rhea Ripley just did it. It's not a foregone conclusion that they won't. I'm just telling you, like, company line, they probably are told, like, yo, don't don't be all like on that main roster NXT shit. Like, just say that you love being here and when your time comes up. Because we don't know if the if this in the cards for him to go up there in March or April or something like that, you know? We don't know. I'm tired. I'm t- I don't want these people forever in NXT. The, the beauty agree. of NXT, the beauty of NXT is that the cast changes so many different years and you get an evolving thing. It's like the WWE roster, except it goes at least like 10 times the speed that it goes on the WWE. We're still seeing... You know, Kofi Kingston and Miz, but that era, Kofi Kingston, Miz, Ziggler, that era, for the most part, is gone. And we're currently in a new era. And we're currently building new stars. NXT, the beauty of it is that you knew it was kind of developmental. It was even a charm to it, I guess, is that you knew that it was developmental. You knew that these people were in their stages of building something and that they could eventually be on the WrestleMania stage one day. I can't imagine a world for the main roster that Kevin Owens is still in NXT, that Shinsuke Nakamura is still in NXT, that Sami Zayn is still in NXT. It's just something to me that, and you know what? If you love NXT, by all means, continue to compete at NXT. I mean, I have no problem with that. At the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do anyway. But I just think that for career growth, 
and for trying new things. And it's the doorway is le- legitimately right there. At some point, AJ Styles in his life had to say, like, Impact Wrestling was cool, but they're not paying me as much, and I want to see what else I can do. I want to see where else I can go. I want to see how high I can fly. And you'll never know that unless you leave where you probably feel most comfortable at. Now, I just hope that's not the same for the rest of the Undisputed Era. (laughs) I I don't think, again, Adam is a complete professional and that's why i say that he probably mm. doing that so he doesn't step on anyone's toes like any interview he's ever done i mean i interviewed him for the show you know what i'm saying like any interviews that he's ever done he's he's always come off as completely professional i mean i i would i would think he doesn't he he knows exactly what to say i mean he's media trained it seems like you know like he knows not to be like hey do you the time you went on f-bombs on the ad, what's his face to show that was planned you know what i'm saying oh, okay like, the only time that he would exactly like the only time he wouldn't is when it's to make to to build an angle like i just don't think adam is 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 going to do that i i know he wants you know everyone wants to go to the damn main roster what would they what would anybody say everyone wants to go to main roster because they want to get out of the the you know what they believe is the minor leagues you know what i'm saying and and you know that's what people consider nxt the idea that it's not all right i don't want to Wow. Okay. I don't want to shit on NXT too much because NXT is fantastic and it's an alternative and it's great. But the idea that it is somehow equivalent to Raw and SmackDown to me is just a completely foreign idea that it's great in a sense of like camaraderie. When you're and to on build it, that but when you're employed by that brand and you're working for those people, you have to say that. That's just that's just Of course. You work for WWE though. Like you don't work like NXT is just a brand. Like we get that, right? Like and it, ultimately you work for WWE. So that sure. I I I I get the idea that you definitely want to say this because you're in NXT and NXT's a family and it's close knit and it's very like, you know, they have they're very they have, I guess, the brand, what was it called? I guess brand loyalty or something along those lines to that. And trust me, everyone who's coming from NXT has that similar thought. Um, but I just, the idea to me that NXT is not, it's clearly like not the same as Raw and SmackDown. I know he's going to say it, but you can't get me to believe that. I don't think he was trying any- to, to believe that. He's just saying mm-hmm. that that's his preference. You know what I mean? Like, he you because he, he said he was on the main roster and I was like huh okay well that right. I mean if that's what he if that's what he is gonna say in order to you know we, we don't really know was was behind the scenes like Ronnie Gargano said that for, forever but when they had to go to the, you know what I'm saying when they had to go to Raw and SmackDown before Champa got his neck hurt they were on there they had no yeah. choice they were on <laughs> the main roster you know what I'm saying if <laughs> Vince makes that call all that shit goes out the window anyway so I absolutely. I, I don't want to get caught up in what Adam might say or Johnny might say or Champa might say because at the end of the day, the guy who makes the real decisions is Vince McMahon. Absolutely. So Adam can say whatever he wants to say. Um, at the end of the day, if he says, I need you on SmackDown and lead, lead your homeboys, that's what he's going to have to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that, that's just, that just is what it is. I, I just think of Adam just seeing his interviews and having met the guy in person and, and you know seeing how personable he was. He handles himself like a Roman Reigns. He handles himself uh, like a John Cena, as someone who is very, very nice and very easy to talk to, but also knows what to say to keep his ass in that room. And mm. I'm sure that come, that's going to come up when his contract has, it comes up again. That's going right. to come 
any stretch of life is that this guy has always been a team player. That's why you should pay him this much and this much and this much. I want him on the main roster as, as badly as you do. I hope that that's not a real sentiment, but I'm in my heart saying that that's probably not really what he feels. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. We'll see how it goes. And that was no holds barred. Uh, I, I am now, I've been trying to hold off on this for as long as possible because I'm afraid of what Mills has in store this week. Sure. Uh, it is time once again, Lord Jesus, please save me for the five. What is it? What is it? Five with J5? What is it? What, what is the show? Five with J5, baby. It's five with J5, man. Listen. So there we go. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> we needed sound effects for this segment. Oh, my God. Yeah, I gotta uh, get it. I gotta get that machine myself. Um, so Mills, what what do so, you have in store for me this week? All right, so let me tell you the plan. What was the initial plan? So the initial plan was Royal Rumble 2011. I don't know if you've seen Royal Rumble 2011, but it's a gloriously unspectacular Royal Rumble. <laughs> it was the 40 man Royal Rumble. It featured. More schmoes than you would ever know what to do with. I think Alex Riley was in there. I think, you know, a bunch of Tyson Kidd came out. Like, you know, no offense to Tyson Kidd. I mean, he's a great producer now. But, like, the, the schmoeiest of schmoes, in my opinion. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to do the 2000 World Rumble. It was won by Alberto Del Rio. It's, it just doesn't age well at all. <laughs> um, so what we're doing is, this is the 20th anniversary of the 2001 Royal Rumble, however. Oh, my God. <laughs> 20 years since Royal Rumble 2001. A little bit of a tidbit. Royal Rumble 2001 was the first pay-per-view that I actually ever ordered. And the only reason I got it was because I think my mom got, like, pay-per-view vouchers at work or something. Like, she wanted at a holiday thing, I think. And we were like, okay, we have enough to actually order the pay-per-view and stuff like that and that's how we order it because there's at no chance ever in life that my parents were ever ordering a 30 dollars pay-per-view every month period um when you think about it in a vacuum 30 dollars a month for your kid you could do that i'm not ordering nah wwe pay-per-views that is 30 dollars a month is like three net like at two netflixes at this point i guess um <laughs> <laughs> it's like three network subscriptions a month. I couldn't do it. And then they was up then it came to like $60 and it was like, okay, you do, you guys are doing the most. That's Nonetheless, for that's for HD. Who's getting HD pay-per-views? I don't need this that. Snitsky's zits in HD. I don't need that. And it was like it's only HD if your TV supported a high definition at that point. So it's like if it didn't, you just paid $60. Exactly to watch some wildly out aspect ratio, et cetera. You know what? Let me get into this damn thing. So the five of J five it's Royal Rumble 2001. We're going to talk about the actual, the entire event this week. Oh, it's, fuck. it's not just the rumble, but it's the entire event. Don't worry. It's only five questions. You will do fine. Are you ready, sir? Yes. Okay. First one is a softball. Okay. The first question I have about the Royal Rumble 2001 who was the celebrity entrant in this year's Royal Rumble? 
Oh my god! Please tell me you can remember this. <laughs> I think there's only been one celebrity entrant in the Royal Rumble, not counting all of those who became celebrities after <laughs> WWE. Uh, 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 Pete Rose. No! Wow, you got it wrong. Nice. Oh. <laughs> I feel great about this. I feel so great. <laughs> who was it? It was Drew Carey. All right, I'm out. All right, turn this off. This is on purpose. What? What do you mean? No, Drew it Carey. It wasn't Pete it Rose. Was a, no, it wasn't Pete Rose. It was 100% Drew Carey. Oh, God. All right, you got me. You got me. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I need to, I need to, um, I need to have a sound effect, like a wrong sound effect. I'm going to have that for yeah, next week. Absolutely. Please. Uh, currently, Drew Carey hosts The Price is Right, which I didn't know was directed and also executive produced by Adam Sandler. I was like, what? Paper. Shit. Guap. Number two. Who had the most eliminations in the 2001 War Rumble? Easy. Easy one. Kane. It was Kane. Yeah. Kane, at that point, had been the record holder with 11 eliminations in a Royal Rumble. You know why I know that? Because they bring it up every single damn year. And then they say Braun Strowman's the, the, the well, it was Roman who broke it next. And then You're Braun right. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even remember Braun Strowman broke it, but yes, he did, apparently. <laughs> did he? I, I thought he had He did. Ball. I think he did. I think it's the greatest Royal Rumble. I think he did. I, th- yeah. I feel like maybe. Um. All right. So, boom. Okay. This one is not an actual Royal Rumble match itself, but it was featured on the Royal Rumble pay per view. Okay. So, Kurt Angle faced Triple H for the WWE Championship on this pay per view. Yes. It was a very weird match because it was a heel versus heel. Yes. For the, um, for the love of Stephanie. Both had a person in their corner. Who were the two people featured in their corners? <laughs> um the people that were featured in their corners this is 2001 2001 okay 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 that's okay. that's the only hint i'm giving you it's 2001 uh stephanie had to be one of them ding ding yes you're halfway there uh and who's in kurt angle's corner oh so stephanie was in triple h's corner Stephanie was in Triple H's corner, yes. Okay. Um. So that means, uh, ooh, Kurt. What the? Who the? What? What women were Kurt next to <laughs> this time? Um. Was it? Uh, uh. Who was it? Do you what? want a better? You want a better hint? No, 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 no hints, no hints, no okay. hints. Okay. Okay. No hint. Your your job is to stump me. Not right. Getting... Absolutely. Um. Two thousand one. Was was China? Stephanie around? McMahon is in one corner. China was around. She was absolutely not there. <laughs> but it, that would have been great. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> whoops! Uh, shit. Who was with her angle? Was it was it was a female, or was it a male? You know, you're not gonna tell me if it was a female. Or I'm right. not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you. That would be that would give it away too crazy. Uh, uh Jesus Christ. What women? That wasn't Lita. Was it had? To, it's not. It's not China. China. I'm gonna say China. Whatever. It is not China. 
who was it? But China did participate in a match on that pay-per-view against Ivory for the right to censor. (laughs) Where she did that back handspring and apparently broke her neck in like eight different places. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not funny. That's not funny. (laughs) God bless China. You made it funny. I was not trying to like laugh at China's. uh, You made it funny. Um, Who is in Kurt Angle's corner was none other than Trish Stratus, who was engaging into a feud with Stephanie McMahon at that point, which the match would happen at No Way Out 2001. I was trying to give you the 2001. The 2001 was really the key. Yeah, I fucked up. Uh, I'm, what am I, down to? You're down to, yes. Right. Um, okay, number four. It says, before, before Stone Cold Steve Austin won the Royal Rumble, he was jumped beforehand, before even getting to the ring. Mm-hmm. Who was he jumped by? In, 2000, in 2001? In 2001. Gulp. Uh, <laughs> Stone Cold. Stone Cold was jumped by. Would you like Stone a hint? Cold. Stone Cold was jumped. Well, he we won. Didn't he? he won this one, right? He won this one. This leads to Rock versus him. Yes, that does lead to Rock versus him. All right. Um, give me a chance. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. Okay. Give me a chance. Give me a second. We should do the whole the the, the whole who wants to be a millionaire. I should have you like phone a friend and all types of other shit. I, who, would I, who would I call here? <laughs> Ooh, could hmm. I have no clue who would I who I would call here. Uh, was it um. Was it um? Oh oh oh! You know what? Oh, was it was it um? Uh, fucking Triple H. It was fucking Triple H. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that vividly because he was uh, Stone Cold came out earlier, right? He he was there earlier that night. He, he came out number twenty. Well, yeah, he came out earlier that night and cost uh, Triple H the championship this, match. This leads to three stages of hell, which was the most confusing booking. I had ever seen because I was like, why would you have Stone Cold lose in such a manner right before <laughs> the biggest pay-per-view of the year? And then you have to, but they had a long, they had a long lead into that WrestleMania anyway. So it made sense, ended up making sense anyway. So well, let me ask you this. Do you yeah. consider that three stages of hell match a five-star match? Cause I'm still not completely sold on it being five stars, but people have rated it five stars. I I haven't rewatched it in years and maybe I should. Um, I remember really liking it, but I don't remember going five on it. And I feel like if you were to give any of these Iron Man matches from that decade or the decade before a five star, then you absolutely ha- do not have any right not giving that one five stars. To be honest, I, I but generally I don't like three stages of hell matches anyway. Because no, me, neither do I. Neither do I. And okay, I think, all right. Like Gargan- didn't Gargano and uh and uh, champ, well, they well, the Gargano and Cole had the, the two out of three, and the third ended up being a street fighter, some shit. Yeah, yeah, some ridiculous shit. Nonetheless, you're two for two, so you could. This is the one that tips it over. This is a very you should get this. I'm just letting you know, okay. This is one that you should ab- absolutely get. Um, Stone Cold won his third Royal Rumble match this year. Do you remember the years that he won the previous two? (laughs) 
Uh, <sighs> Imagine if we could call Mark. <laughs> Mark would definitely know. Mark would definitely, definitely know this. The previous uh, Royal Rumbles he won. All right. Um, didn't he go back to back? He he won ninety uh, seven, ninety eight. There you go. Listen. Yeah, he went back to back. <laughs> I was I was so afraid. I was like, oh shit! It was, but he was injured ninety nine. Uh, no, but yeah, he got thrown out by Vince. <laughs> yeah, he got thrown out by Vince in ninety nine. Um, he was injured he, in two thousand. Yeah, so this was like his triumphant return. This motherfucker won three. <laughs> <laughs> Three I don't want to hear shit about shit. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, and you, you've always been down with my my like thought about this is that like they gave Stone Cold so much that like if, if this was a regular like that that was a regular period y'all would hate Stone Cold by two thousand one <laughs> because he won too much. He never didn't he like not lose for like almost two calendar years. Like he, he didn't never lose cleanly. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it was it was he went back to back. No one's ever gone back to back. Oh my god. This was so fun. I can't wait till next week. <laughs> You're gonna try and punish me even more, bro. I, I, I'm not. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. Oh my god. We'll see what happens. I have to go in my WrestleMania Rolodex. But yes. Uh, hopefully, we we'll try to. You know what? Have this because we got so much to talk about at the shows this week. <laughs> we really do. A lot of stuff happened on the shows. So uh, we will be right back uh, on the A show with our reviews of this week's show. Uh, we'll see you on the flip side. We'll be right back. I've waited all night for you to do that. My knees were daylight. It's one of the damnedest things. It's one of those old injuries, you know. You know what I'm talking about. You will know. One of those injuries that just it creeps up on you at the worst possible time. Like right now. But don't worry. Don't worry. As you all know, standard WWE contracts all say the same thing. And as a WWE official... I reserve the right because at the Royal Rumble, I'm not sure I'll be medically cared to find a suitable replacement for the championship match. And in fact, a suitable replacement is just what I have in mind. So, Mills, how, how fast was the count? <laughs> on that segment <laughs> completely ruined to me what, what which what was a, what was like a home run segment by the mic issues they had oh the, my god i completely <laughs> forgot when i when i cut this part i was like oh yeah <laughs> that did happen i was like oh my god i can't believe it was one of those standard like simpsons like this mic had one more day until retirement ass moments <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, it ruined it. <laughs> poor, poor Adam Pierce. One of the most important promos of his life. I thought he nailed it for the whole night, and then they just get to that part and they completely fumble his mic. And I thought I was like, oh no, like I. It Someone was, had to. I would have. I would have yelled at somebody. I would have been. I would have thrown something. Yeah, Kevin Dunn was uh, chewing someone out that that uh, that day. Um, but yes, of course, as, as you just heard, we were talking about SmackDown and we're talking about a huge match that has now been uh, announced for Royal Rumble. And that is Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, the returning Kevin Owens for the Royal Rumble and a match that we called literally a week ago, <laughs> a last man standing match, because there is nowhere else for these two to go. <laughs> this is hey. like the this is the blow off match for these two. Not only did we call it, we called that Adam Pierce thing would not happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we so I feel doubly justified in all of this because, yeah, I mean it was great booking Adam Adam Pierce for a second, but yeah, he's not in this match, and it's gonna be Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. How did I mean beyond just the the mic issues how did we feel about the reveal itself like how did we feel about getting to this moment it's like there's various segments backstage kind of leading up roman wants this match no no no, never mind roman wants you to sign to this match how did you feel about it going through the entire night yeah i i i I like the change of pace let me just say that (laughs) from the way that smackdown normally goes it was it was a good it was a nice change of pace i love i love uh overarching storylines throughout the whole night I thought it was great. Sonya Deville really good on her part as well. I got to give her props for, you know, her selling of a lot of stuff that was going on. Um, mm-hmm. the, as far as the reveal, would I have liked it to be later? Would I have liked KO to win the Rumble or something like that? Yes. But um, if it was going to be Roman versus Adam Pierce, I wouldn't have liked that. If it was going to be Roman versus Nakamura, that would have been a lot better and would have stretched it out. But that doesn't seem to be what they want to do. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I think as far as a reveal of it being KO, like Mills, like you got to be with me here. He's got to win it at this point. This, this is like the fourth match. Oh, my God. I want to say, yes, he's got to win it. But if you're asking me the prediction right now, I'm predicting he's probably losing still. <laughs> but he's got to win it. Like at this point, is there's no other way. I think you build up to this moment. You have this great moment. It's playing out a lot like, to me, 2000 McMahon Foley type of deal. That's how it's playing out. And Foley never got the belt, believe it or not. I mean, there are times where maybe you thought Foley should have gotten it, but he didn't. He never really got it. So that's kind of what they're playing off to me. Um, or well, maybe this is. Thing. I always say that Kale's like the closest thing to Tommy Dreamer that. that yeah. Yes. So it would be interesting. If they did manage to put him on, put it, put it on him, again, we we agree that it should have been like a month ago. It would have would have not hurt for him to take it off of him at TLC and then win it back on Christmas. Yeah, you know. But hey, I hope this feud escalates to a very wild level. Well, here's the thing. Ko now kind of has an ally in. Shinsuke Nakamura. So if there was to be anyone that would help him, that could be a guy that helps him during the match. I'm not completely sold on that. I'm just, I'm not sold on it either, but I'm saying like that it's going to come down to Jay or Apollo Cruz or somebody helping Roman and KO still has no one. 
Mm. I agree. I agree. They could they could write it well because there was there was you know more than one person screwed out of the match that night. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think these guys don't miss. Uh, you know, KO has given Roman his most meaningful title defenses thus far. So mm-hmm. um, let let's let's you know continue that streak. Uh, Bailey has a new talk show called Ding Dong Hello, and it's a hit. Everyone's the oh street. It's a hit. <laughs> The street is saying it's a hit, brother. First guest was Bianca Belair. What do you think about the segment, Bill? I love the segment. I love the fact that Bailey is kind of, and and I think you know what? It's a it's a stark difference from the Bailey that we've gotten over the last previous year, where she kind of had to establish herself as a contender and just had to be like, okay, I'm I'm running, but I'm also beating people's ass. I think Bailey right now has the, I guess the, well, what would I call it? I guess the creative. Um, how could I stretch she's this? She's got stroke now. She's yeah. She's held the tight. This usually comes with people like a AJ, like a you know to a lesser extent CM Punk to you know Cena. Like the people that hold the titles for that long and get that trust, they get the ability to book their own shit. And this seems like it was completely a Bailey creation from like. And in fact, I'll go above that one and I'll say the whole Bianca Belair feud seems like it is a Bailey uh, creation. Absolutely. And it just feels it, I'm glad they're continuing it. I'm glad it's, you know, it maybe will blow off at a major pay-per-view. Maybe it will blow off for a championship or something along those lines. But first of all, Ding Dong Hello, the set itself, amazing. The way everyone kind of sold it, amazing. Having to walk through the door. Having to walk through a door with no other thing around it, amazing. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Keep doing it. I want to see Ding Dong Hellos at least once a month, maybe. Uh, Someone got to go through that door, right? Just don't make it. Just don't make it like an Alexa show. I don't like that show at all. Um, no, me neither. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro rack up some big wins before Royal Rumble. Uh, Nakamura, for anyone keeping score, has beaten Rey Mysterio, Baron Corbin, and Daniel Bryan on the way to beating main event Jey Uso. Though I guess the main event just means the guy who loses in the main event. Uh, and Cesaro beat Daniel Bryan on SmackDown on Friday. So uh, Mills, I I texted you. And I, before I actually brought this idea to Twitter and mm-hmm. we had a little conversation about it, I, I knew we'd probably mm-hmm. take it for this show. And I, I know usually when you want to table something for the show, you give me that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said, Mills, I got this really sinking feeling that Shinsuke Nakamura might win the Royal Rumble again. And here's why. Okay. I, we know for the past three years. The people who are booked the strongest are the people that are usually within the final four are the people that usually win the thing. We saw that with Drew McIntyre. We saw that with Seth Rollins. We saw that with Charlotte. Those are my three-year-in-a-row picks for that. And especially, but well, I mean, I could even say Becky Lynch because that was the same one. Um, we also know that Shinsuke's racked up in a couple wins. He's turned face again, and they're letting him beat a lot of people with really competitive matches. That's another clue to me that he might be winning it. Uh, I feel like the Cesaro thing, I do agree, will blow up either before or after the Rumble. I think Shinsuke, if he does win the Rumble on the way there, he's going to toss Cesaro. And then he's going to face Cesaro at Fastlane or Elimination Chamber, or there will be an Elimination Chamber with all of them or something like that. Something of the sort. I do think that that is a, if they're going to go for a subdued WrestleMania, 
it would be Nakamura or Daniel Bryan. And they'd have to play up Nakamura's international uh, appeal. They'd have to play up, you know, who he was and, you know, him getting back to that. But Daniel Bryan works well as well. Uh, as well. But I, you know, there is a lot of smoke signals, to be fair. That it could be Daniel Bryan as well. I'm not throwing that out of the, the realm of possibility. But Shinsuke, and it, it, to me, is the front runner. Because there's nobody on Raw that looks like they're going to win the Royal Rumble. Everyone on Raw looks stupid. Everyone on SmackDown actually looks like they have direction and they look like actual players. I agree with you on multiple points of what you said, especially the, I mean, the only thing that's holding me back against the Daniel Bryan thing right now is that he's hanging with Otis and he looks like a dork with them. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura, definitely a possibility to win the Royal Rumble. That would mean that he wins the Royal Rumble twice, which isn't completely far-fetched, but I do think you look at the people who have won multiple Royal Rumbles, they're of a class where they are a either superstar defining of an era. And I can't see Nakamura as that right now, considering of how he's been booked over the last 18 months or so. But they, they so change, I don't want to change that perception. I, I understand. They can change that they can change that perception. They did it with Kofi. They, they I understand. Done I understand. I understand. I, I think you do I play up. You do play up that he wants to get back there. You do play up who he was in Japan and all over the world. And that they do make an interesting case. Now, I didn't say he was going to win the title at WrestleMania. I absolutely think Roman will retain it. But right. I think that's a really good match because we have not, to, to my knowledge, we've never seen it other than the Royal Rumble that one time. I, and you're right. Um, I'm not going to go against Shinsuke Nakamura. I do think he's a possibility and he's a strong possibility given the changing of his booking and especially right before the Royal Rumble. That's usually a very strong give in terms of someone who they're looking towards as at least a contender. I would have to wait until SmackDown this week and possibly SmackDown this next week to kind of see the temperature of how they're going and get the general feeling. If they start doing video recaps of this man's career, I might be on board. Yeah. If, they, if he's announced a chronicle <laughs> Saturday <laughs> night <laughs> before the Royal Rumble, I might be on board. If a lot of things keep moving in that direction, I might be on board. Right. But I can't say yet that there is a very distinct winner for me. But I do like his chances. Okay, how about um, this? How about this? He put out a video after SmackDown where he said that Roman Reigns is absolutely still on his radar. So again, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the 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 wheel wheel the fucking alarms are going off because he normally but doesn't Cesaro say that too Cesaro said well he's looking out for here's the thing the Cesaro thing is being led to the fact that like the Shinsuke is breaking off on his own you saw how he treated Daniel Bryan in that little uh that little uh backstage segment that's what I think mm. is the is the goal for them is Cesaro to prepare Nakamura to get to that next level because he has to break away from Cesaro because he's clearly still a heel or being heelish so mm -hmm. That's what you, that's what, to me, what, what you would, you know, how you would do it to get them away from each other is to just have them feud for one month and get over it. Right. But it also put Cesaro in that main event title picture type field as well. Cause I mean, Nakamura could go back to that feud if, if he wins the title. And I, and I saw some people say like, well, you know, usually they make the Royal Rumble uh, winners lose a lot. And I was like, I ain't never seen that. I've never seen Royal Rumble winners lose a lot. They always end up looking relatively strong. Like, hell, we just talked about Stone Cold winning it three times in a row. Or not three in a row, but three, three times, you know, within within five years, you know. So 
Um, I, I I think Money in the Bank winners do lose a lot. I absolutely agree with that. But uh, Royal Rumble winners, I I don't I can't remember a time when when they lose a whole lot and then win. But Daniel Bryan taking those losses to me completely takes him out the field in my opinion. But someone did make a point that Nakamura and uh and Cesaro have won battle royales and they both beat Daniel Bryan and I thought that was a, that was a good point to make as well. Those are two guys that have won something that he's never won. So. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Smoke Listen. Signals. Smoke signals. Yeah. Smoke signals. I want to give a shout out but shout out to both of them for having a great match on SmackDown, especially Cesaro and Daniel Bryan who just smack dab in the middle of the show just had a fucking four-star match for no reason so really good stuff uh let's get through the rest of smackdown a lot of yeah you could yeah we could breeze through the rest of this uh apollo cruz heel turn it's finally happening it was supposed to happen on raw from everything that we've heard uh, but it's happening on smackdown he has another title match with biggie but before we get to that on uh, last week's smackdown he was talking to roman reigns and roman was Mm. telling him he's giving him some advice on how to act and how to be a boss how do you feel about this heel turn from Apollo Crews? I like that he was in. I like that Roman Reigns allowed him in his orbit. I think that's huge. <laughs> I think that's huge for someone who Apollo Crews that we're not even we don't even completely buy him as a face, much less a heel. Like we just yeah. kind of we know of his abilities and we know what he can do, but we're not really completely sold on it. So the fact that Roman Reigns, who has this, you know, this air of next level he's like if you do the tier list he's s tier um unlike stan wildly messed up the tiers but he's s tier he's in kind of a league of his own to be honest on smackdown right and the fact that he's allowed apollo cruz into his orbit that's huge and it makes you wonder like where could it go what could do what what could we see from this and and a whole bunch of stuff could paul Heyman end up being in apollo cruz's corner as well who knows um it's very enticing i think this will be a great feud for big e um especially kind of battling an old friend who turns against him maybe he's beginning to understand that you know you know what's the what's that jay-z line something with vultures no 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 not that but once you no 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 no. something it's something where it's like ah, i forgot but once you reach the top you see more people are against you than they actually are for you. And I think that's a great um, motif for this feud because you see when a, uh, Big E gets the Intercontinental Championship, suddenly his friends are like, yo, but I deserve one, right? Like, you know. Yeah, like, uh, he got to hit him with the, man, we supposed to be brothers. Like, <laughs> I want to see, I want to see, I want to see Apollo Crews bring back the too easy. That'd be cool. Yeah, that, that's a good uh, gimmick to have for a heel. Very good. Yeah, I, I just throw it back in there. Um, but yeah, they have a title match this Friday on SmackDown. So, so um, who knows what will happen? Or actually, this week on SmackDown, we get Sasha Banks versus Reginald. Wow, very little Sasha Banks this week. Uh, and uh, Baron Corbin, uh, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio. He beat up Rey Mysterio and his stupid kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> Ray is where he is. <laughs> but Ray, but did you see what Ray said? Ray in that little segment, he says, "I'm." What did he say to Dominic? He said, "I'm going to take you to somebody who kind of knows how to deal with this, or he's going to find somebody who knows how to deal with this." Could that be? Um, what's my man's name? Damian Priest. Hmm? Oh, listen, if they find yeah. fire with fire with Baron Corbin, that's Damian Priest right there. <laughs> 
Yo, Meals, you are very smart. I said it was a, it was a it was a suggestion on Twitter. I wish I could find the person's name now, but it wasn't. It didn't just come from me. But yes. Okay. Okay. I I listen. I'm with that. If that is what it is, and it makes sense, it's a, it's a it's an easy baby face way to get core, uh, um to get him in there. Uh, which is, you know, Ray's doing what, what, uh, what he should be doing. And that is getting other people over, including his son. But I, this is what, uh, this is what Baron Corbin is going to say the first time he sees, uh, the, the little, uh, rope plancha from, uh, Damian Priest. How you doing, man? Damn, nigga. So, um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. All right, we gotta hurry up. We gotta hurry up. We gotta hurry up. That was SmackDown. I liked the show this week. It was good. I agree. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to give it. Four seconds of Billy Kay appreciation. Okay, one. Just four seconds. Okay, one. She she was amazing in her role. Thank God for Billy Kay on SmackDown. That's it. Six seconds. Fuck. I was, All right. I was, I was kind of fast. Uh, Raw. Uh, I hated this fucking show. After it was over, I texted Mills. I wanted to share with what I said to Mills last night. I'm Please pretty do. sure. I'm pretty sure he woke up laughing. Uh, where is it? Where's the text? Let me let me scroll up here. Uh, eleven oh one. Yeah, fuck Raw. Fuck that ending. Fuck that show. No, sir. Fuck Raw. <laughs> Mind you, this is 2 a.m. my time, so I'm fully asleep at this time. <laughs> oh, I was God. out like a light. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> there you go. There were so many things. I want to I wanna push the Randy Orton thing to the back because I thought it was fun. I thought that was actually pretty good. That was the one thing right. I liked about the show. I did not even pay attention to that because I was like, why is this kicking off Raw? Why is that starting Raw? Change of pace. But I wouldn't have started it after the MLK package. I just thought that that was hilarious. (laughs) Started after MLK. (laughs) My man in a gimp mask trying to figure out what's going on with his life and the voices are becoming louder. He had red marker on his nose. I said, man, this is it for me. I love it. I fuck with it. Hey. Randy, you okay with me? Because Randy's all in on this, and you can tell like he is not saying no to shit. He's doing everything for this for this thing. He's but, absolutely um, doing everything. As far as the in between of Raw, because I think the Randy Orton thing is is he's carrying this. We don't even need the Fiend. Fuck the Fiend. There were just so many stupid booking decisions on this show this week that mm, I talk about I'm it. Literally considering, heavily considering, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee on this show. For the foreseeable future. This is not how you start Mania season off. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. It was said you know, last week, uh, uh, AJ basically blocked Drew Gulak from being in the Royal Rumble. I mean, re- mind you, this is a roster that cannot afford to lose anyone <laughs> from the Royal Rumble. There's literally not enough people. Even if I were to count, it's going to be a bunch of people that chase the 24-7 title. So you're, you're missing star power. So, okay, Drew Gulak, sure. But you have Ricochet go against AJ Styles. Ricochet, who is trying to rebuild his character after losing for weeks to Retribution, and he loses to AJ Styles again. It has been about a year and, and a half. Not allowed it, in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and he's not allowed in the Royal Rumble. What the fuck was the point of this match? Why, why have it? Why are you booking AJ Styles, who, again, does not need a heater like almost? And I've said this since the moment that they introduced almost. What is he learning here? He, you, don't, he, you don't need him. Because he already wins clean. <laughs> he wins. He's the only like heel who ever wins clean. Like, am, I, am I crazy? Well, He's not the only heel who wins clean, but we'll get to that in a little few moments. Him. But no. We're going to get to him. 
But it's, it's like, why, why did you need almost? Also, why do, why would you beat Ricochet? And, and, and like, why are you beating him so much? I don't understand this. Why is AJ booked? Like he's a guy that could beat Drew McIntyre when he's not a guy who can beat who actually fuck that. He's the guy who didn't beat Drew McIntyre a month ago. Yeah, absolutely. A month ago with help with four people. He could, you could not beat him. Man was and being Elias for no reason a couple weeks ago. Why the fuck would I even want to see that match again if he does win the Royal Rumble and he won't? Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. This is all the things that I've been saying and thinking and all this other stuff for the last number of weeks. That's why Raw has been such a... It, it's beyond just the booking decisions itself and just kind of like, okay, we've seen this match before. The, the idea that Ricochet, for some reason, who you could continue to build as a great star and I think has a great future ahead of him, and for some reason, he's just not allowed into Royal Rumble. And like you said on Twitter, thank God he makes losing look cool. Because other than that... <laughs> There's nothing there. Like, there's yeah. no character. It's, it's I'll show you. Like, okay, well, I'll show you. They talk about fifty first dates and all a bunch of bullshit, and I was like, all right, but so he's gonna win. Like, and, and the shitty part is, I thought he was actually really good a couple months ago, and he was trying to when he was going against the hurt business, and he was doing his own promos. And remember when he pinned him, and he he didn't have to face him ever again. Yeah, that was cool. I agree. I, I like that. That was cool. But then you do the if if next week he doesn't come back and get a second chance. I don't know what it, I don't know what they're going to do with this guy. I I just say that 2021 isn't looking good for him. If if that's what if that's if he's not back next week with a second chance. Why are you having AJ beat people off the show? Is another thing. Why is he the guy that you got to face? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Where the fuck was Keith Lee at? <laughs> well, mm. I'm I'm, um, guessing, I'm guessing that's next week. Is Keith Lee um, AJ? I'm guessing Keith Lee returns next week. Well, yeah. I guess no. He was on. He was on Raw last week. Yeah, he, no, it wasn't. A, it was, he, he had no COVID vacation. I just think they probably yeah. didn't, have, didn't have a room for him. But like, again, it's like, okay, so Keith's gonna be AJ, but it's it's the, it's the battle of guys who fifty fifty each other who, who are not allowed to beat Drew McIntyre. So it's like someone doesn't. No one moves. And let's just let's just go ahead and get to, to Bobby Lashley, Mills. Mm. Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Business, who are also having issues internally, they can lose a couple of matches, and it makes sense especially a tag match where Lashley does not have to fucking be involved. They want a match against Mike Riddle and the Lucha House Party, whatever with, with that team. But you, last week you had Matt Riddle get squashed essentially and then beat up again. This week you have them lose again. Bobby Lashley didn't have to actually win this match. He didn't have to put Grand Metalik in the fucking hurt lock at all. He would have been completely right. fine if they took a loss and it would have actually bigged up and it actually would have proceeded the storyline of them, which, which, let me be clear, they've been running in place with the storyline for about a month now with Cedric Alexander. He's been in the Hurt Business for almost two months still acting the same way. And they don't know what to do with these guys. I'm tired of these guys being so goddamn dominant, but not winning anything of, 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 of any purpose. The tag, right. They win the tag titles and they never defend them now. <laughs> like they're supposed to defend... I'm assuming the next contenders are... Um, Lucha House Party. But at the same point, it's like if Bobby just beat Grand Metal League, like what's the even point? What's the like, point? What's why? Why are you booking Bobby Lashley? And again, if if there was anyone, to be fair, if there was anyone in the Royal Rumble and from the Raw side that had a chance to actually win this motherfucker, it's probably Bobby Lashley. 
but but you can't even see that like <laughs> no that's not that's not a, that you don't you, i'm not selling you, you're not selling me on that at, at wrestlemania i'm sorry he got beat by drew last last summer what the hell is going on because this is not a a, a a problem with there not being enough people on the fucking show because they put out a lot of people on this show this week there were a lot the all of retribution was there they all pulled up mm-hmm. i'm so done with the way that they book people on this show the uh, the oscar bullshit at the end of the show So here's what I'll say about the Oscar thing, which was definitely weird. I mean, I saw it coming from a mile away. However, I will say this. Oscar got in a lot more offense than I would have thought that she had gotten given this role of trying to unveil Alexa Bliss's new character in ring. She got way more offense. It's to the point where I don't even think Alexa Bliss couldn't, you can't not sell Asuka kicking you in the fucking face as much as she tried. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, talk about your feelings on the end of Raw. You have very strong feelings about this. But why? Why? Why are you doing, well, okay. I still think there's room for Asuka, Charlotte. I do think that's still where they're going. These mm-hmm. two don't have to be the tag team champions to get there at all. But I get it. You have Lacey and Charlotte at the Rumble or have them both be in the Rumble and face each other. Because I think they both declared or, or, or have they? They haven't, have they? I'm sure they'll get in. Charlotte has definitely declared. I'm sure Lacey will be in because it's only 30 goddamn spots. Well, there you go. <laughs> like, and they probably know in a Payne Royce has declared for the Royal Rumble, by the way. So I'm sure Lacey is getting in. Right. So again, it is, you know, those are the two programs. I get it. I absolutely get it. I understand it. I understand it. Um, I I don't know if I like this Alexa thing. I don't know if I like beating. Well, Charlotte did take a loss the other week too. I, I think. Oh, no. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know if this is meant for next week on Raw because I can 100% them seeing booking Alexa Bliss versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship next week on Raw. And. I could 100% see that. Do I think Oscar will lose? I don't think so. But it also seems like if they were to make it, if they were to do something dumb like make Oscar lose the championship, it would be to Alexa Bliss and this kind of corny bullshit. But <laughs> um, it's a. I'm hoping it just leads to a Raw main event schmaz next week, because. I mean, you know what? I'm not even completely mad about because I understand what they're doing. They're trying to unveil this character. In a, in a very interesting way. And I don't think it could have been... I think they see Asuka as someone who would be a reputable win for Alexa Bliss in terms of unveiling this new character. Because God knows you don't have anybody else on your roster who can do that. Yeah. Um, I think Asuka makes it believable because she's champion, double champion. And she just... She's one of the pillars of Monday Night Raw. At this point, she's just being used as a player. She's this is Oscar's at the peak of like her powers on stage, backstage. They fully trust Oscar, and they fully trusted her in this situation to make Alexa Bliss's new character, this unveiling of this new character, make look completely strong. Um, but to be honest with you, as good as Alexa Bliss is doing in this role, and she's doing fantastic in this role. 
I am not for another Alexa Bliss run. <laughs> I just don't want it. I don't want it. We've, yeah. we've we had it every time that we've had it. And this is different. So get me wrong. This is different. But the same way that the whole Bray Wyatt thing takes up a majority of the show and did so and took up a, a lot of great you know, space on SmackDown when it was on SmackDown last year. I do not want that the same for the women's division. A women's yeah. division who has people who could possibly move forward, who has people yeah, who yeah. we want called up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a, people, a people who we want to be in certain situations by this time next year and a lot of stuff like that. I do not want it to be funneled by an Alexa Bliss program because you're she's in orbit of the fiend. Um, and it's just being like, okay, who can take down next, next thing, you know, we have a three month Oscar versus, you know, or four month Oscar versus Alexa bliss program and no one else gets a championship shot or everyone else just falls to the feet. Like no one else stands a chance. I, I do not want that again. So, so it looks like a uh, meals booking taking mm. place. Mm. I love that. Shout out love to Matt. Shout out to meals. Again, I never doubted you at all. I appreciate that. I appreciate let me, that. Let me give you this. You did it. You're the man. You did it, Joe. You did it, Joe. <laughs> go WrestleMania. Maybe. Um, It'd be listen, cool if right for one night they let the New Day face Retribution. That'd be cool. I think that would be more. I think that would be better than the Kofi versus Mustafa match. That we have the one day reunion, New Day, Tampa, Retribution. Retribution ends up jumping. I, I, I'm still booking this. Retribution needs to jump Big E, or at least cost them the Intercontinental Championship or something, for us to get to this point right here. I mean, maybe Big E can win because it's all about them fucking with the New Day. Absolutely, and destroying everything. That Kofi Kingston holds dear to him, which is 100% the New Day. And New Day says, like, we're not going to take this. We've been around for too many years. We've been doing this too many long time to let these geeks show up and take everything that we love. And it builds to that WrestleMania match. We're at least getting it now because Mustafa, Mustafa Ali, or is it Mustafa? Am I saying it right? Mustafa, Mustafa. Mustafa Ali. Yes, and Kofi Kingston have both dropped these viral promos. Kofi Kingston, who currently has a broken jaw, just decided, "Hey, I'm going to drop a promo at 6 a.m. in the morning." Um, and I thought they were really, really good. And I think it's it. This is this can be a raw thing of substance. My my big thing about the Alexa Bliss Randy Orton theme thing is is that I wish you put as much effort into this program, or even half the effort you put into this program, as you do with other programs on the show. <laughs> Yeah. Like uh, with props and 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 storytelling and you know promos that mean things and matches that mean things and moments that mean things. That's what I hope for this program. This retribution versus you know Kofi Kingston and well at least New Day at this point. This New Day retribution versus New Day program. I hope they put at least a part of what they do with the whole main event program into this because. That program proves that if they want to, I mean, I'm talking about the Fiend, Randy Orton one. If they yeah. want to, they could absolutely create something major and create these moments if they will. But oftentimes they go for 
what's my man's name? Ammo or what's his name? Gunshot. Uh, uh, Mace. Mace. There we go. <laughs> Beating Xavier Woods on Raw, and that's how you progress this. It's so many times they take the low hanging fruit on these things when it could be so much more. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. You know, that's uh, how I would book it. Really quick before we end off the show, um, I don't think we get the end of Fiend or in here. Edge is imminent. Who who does he have? Who's he, who's he facing at WrestleMania? I'm st- I'm still thinking Drew. Okay. As of right now, I'm thinking Drew. Okay. Drew or Roman, to be honest. <laughs> Edge. Edge. I said Edge. I said Edge. <laughs> you think Edge is gonna face Drew McIntyre? I think Edge is a possibility for winning the Royal Rumble if they want to do it again. Mm, okay. Okay. I like and I think he either chooses Roman or he chooses... If he chooses Roman and he ends up on SmackDown, he's closer in orbit to Seth Rollins, which I like. Oh, yeah. That, that does make sense. If then, he chooses Drew, I'm not mad at that either. Then you leave the Orton thing hanging. and That's that's one thing that like I think they don't want to do. I think they do want to come back to the Orton thing. They had one more match, you know? Mm. Then he got injured. They had the greatest match of all time. <laughs> I need to rewatch that. I thought that match was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. That was Raw. Uh, next week, Drew McIntyre does return, or, or is pending. Or I would imagine he would be... If, he's coming. Yeah, I would imagine he would be if, he, if, if he's been quarantining. It's been 14. It's been about 14 days, close to the 14. Yeah, they, they've, announced, they've announced that both Goldberg and Drew McIntyre will be on Raw next week. Okay. Well, he will be back. Hopefully, that, that will add a much-needed spark to this terrible show. But uh, already, 2021, we have we have had one of the worst Raws of the year so far. So, uh, yeah, that is the end of the A show. We have we do have Royal Rumble pools coming. Someone asked this week. We do have them coming. They're they're gonna they're gonna be here. Uh, wait next week. We're gonna we're gonna reveal uh, the pool. So uh, stay tuned. And next week we will be having a big prediction show for the Royal Rumble. I'm praying that all the matches will be official at that point, but it's looking like it's going to be, what, the two championship matches, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Asuka, uh, Alexa, and then we're probably going to go straight to the Royal Rumble because all of these pay-per-views have been pretty much two hours, two and a half hours. So uh, looks yeah. like this looks like that's what we're going to be seeing here. So, uh, yeah, uh, as always, follow me at ogjohnny 5 Meals at Meals TV, and follow the team at the A-Show RNC. Uh, me and Cyrus, we're getting back to the lab this week. We're gonna, we got it. We got a couple of, sh- we got a show to announce, and we got a, uh, we have a, uh, we have a ROH show to review. So we're going, back, we're getting back to the booth. So get ready for that. Absolutely, and shout out to the War Report new co-host. Yes, new family was popping. Quan, thank you so much. We love, we love the War Report. We love Quan. We love Cyrus, and we also love the Rewriters Room. So make sure you check out their latest episode, uh, and they'll be coming back pretty soon with a new season. So uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, in the meantime, thank you guys for listening to the A Show. Uh, For meals, I am Justin. Please wear a mask, be safe, and wash your hands. Peace out. And I'm so tired. Yeah, all I need is good vibes. Shit ain't right on this side. All my niggas lying and the president be lying. I got Zop in this raw. Wanna fly? Put this outside in the sky. Shit ain't right on this side. Yeah. All my niggas dying and the president be lying. I got Zop in this raw. Wanna fly? Losing my cool, I'm losing my patience. You using your stimulus just to lose it in Vegas. I see a lot of AP.